agreements. Anyone that knows me knows that I'm really big on agreements. I'm big on having every single team and organization really understand the agreements that they adhere to. And everyone that knows me knows that I'm really big on making sure that we drive employee first data as we make our agreements. Now, here's a problem. The problem is a lot of teams, a lot of leaders, a lot of organizations don't have agreements. They have them, but they haven't been spoken about. They haven't been talked about. They haven't been something that's been a public conversation, right? Many organizations, again, have agreements, but they're subconscious. They're subliminal. They're, they're, they're baked into the main members of the team and everyone else is just along for the ride. So I want to walk through a couple of different agreements that I that I spun out here that I think would be really impactful and really important to put together for your organization. Number one, you can have behavioral agreements. You can have process and decision making agreements and protocols. My personal favorite is the decision making structure because the behavioral ones can definitely impact the overall emotional variables of the culture and vibes and things of that nature. But the decision making protocol, right, the decision making agreements that can not only impact the behaviors, the vibes, the energies, but that can significantly impact the day-to-day tangible inner workings of a process, of a team, of outcomes, of someone literally wanting to be at the organization and the money that's connected to it, the the inevitable ways they can scale, the, the ways that they are utilizing and the way they work within the team. And so a couple of things. At the highest level, you need to make an intentional statement, a choice that, again, I believe should be driven and derived initially from the employee. So in this particular example, it says we will go for consensus across all team when it comes to decisions. But our fallback will be that Maria, quote unquote, will decide if we cannot reach a consensus. So I think every team has someone inside the organization and that team that has the ability to remain super objective, not emotional, um, not allowing subjective points of views to, to cloud his or hers perspective. And so you always have to have that person that inevitably can really help decide what's best for everyone if there's a standstill. Beyond that, though, I believe the employee's first data should be understand where your employees and how your employees want to utilize and be involved in decisions, big, bulky decisions, even small decisions, and take that and, and, and put that into a nice, concise, intentional statement that, again, was derived originally from them. So once you have that, then you have the conditions for acceptance and clarification, literally the tangible things, right? The, the, the moments of decisions. The first example I wrote down is before entering a discussion around a decision, we will agree on the, the decision-making method, right? And how we will provide feedback around decisions we don't agree with, what the fallback process will be, dates, how we will determine dates and when a decision needs to be accomplished and made by. Uh, the second thing I wrote down is before delivering into a solution, we will create an opportunity and or a problem um, and, and, and agree to that situation and solution and the problem. The third thing I wrote down is at the beginning of our discussion, we will determine boundaries and then again, that's an employee's first reality, right? Every single person has different variations and different 
expectations or different clarifications around what a boundary is. We will determine those boundaries, determine those givens, determine that sensitivity, determine what a hassle looks like, determine what con- conflicting points of views looks like, determine what a 80% decision looks like, a, a, a 100%, aka a perfect decision looks like. The, the next thing I wrote down is we will provide a business case, an appropriate a justification and clarification and argument around why we believe this is a decision that should be made. And there needs to be objective points of views that are shared. And here's a, a, a definition and, and an example of what an objective point of view is. And for our decisions, we will inevitably need to be able to analyze a cost and a benefit. Everything that I've said in the rest of this document is all derived and driven from the employees and their perspectives first. There are too many executives sitting at the top that are making these decisions, but they're not baking in all the things I just said from the points of views in the minds of the employees. That is a must. And we need to, as organizations and teams, get closer to that. So introduce into your organization and your team today what it looks like to make working agreements within teams that are derived from your people first. Get really tangible and clear with everyone and make sure that everyone's voice and heard and opinion is baked into the structure and the protocols and then adhere to those protocols, live by those protocols. And I, I also I will say this. You, you, you want to use this as a testing ground, right? The, the decision-making structures that you put in place will ebb and flow throughout the time that you are putting those things in place. And so they may work for you for six months and then you may need to change things up because 60% of your workforce is no longer there or people are voicing that they're not happy. There's multiple reasons of why things could change. But at the end of the day, these are the protocols and the structures that I believe should be put in place in any, in any great team. Agreements are a must. Structures and systems are a must. And uh, as always, it should be derived and, and originally come from the employees first. Thanks so much.